permit toward the end. Can you guys hear me? Rabbi, can you hear me? Hear you fine, thank you. Okay, so we're good. Awesome. So let's let's start it. So um, Life Talks is actually um, a platform where I share my mentors with you and I talk to them about life, about my life. And uh, where I really, you know, I, I, I want to, the work we did together helped me so much to grow that and when everyone asked me how I did it, I was like, okay, if they inspired me so much, I hope they can inspire other people. So I'm, I'm sharing them from all my heart. And, um, and it's actually, it's, it's beneficial to everyone who is open-minded and who wants to look into grow from within. And, uh, and I guess if you're with us today, that means everything. So I'm pleased to introduce the mentor of the week, Rabbi Avraham Shira. Uh, Rabbi Shira analyzes uh, name interpretation through Hebrew letters following the Kabbalist protocol. And he's not only a rabbi, but he's also a therapist. Um, he's a Kabbalah meditation teacher, and he's a master of sociology and specialized in family therapy. So welcome, Rabbi. It's so great to have you here and to host you. Thank you, Liat. Uh, it's my privilege. So I want to start by sharing uh, the first time I experienced uh, Kabbalah meditation with you. You know, I, I was trying for many years to do meditation, but I always felt that I was not right on it. And when I did the work with you, it, it was fascinating because it was like a 90 minute session, but it felt like 10 minutes. So I was able to really get into a deep mode with your guidance. And, uh, and of course, you know, uh, the whole package, it's your voice and, and the way you present uh, things. And, 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 you know, you, I was feeling like I was in a loop of infinity, an infinite uh, world. And, and this meditation really helped me to calm down in, in times where I was really um, anxious about my life. And especially when, you know, COVID started and um, I really managed to, um, to understand um, a different state of mind with, with myself. And, and, you know, when I recommend that to, uh, to my friends, to people, they keep telling me that uh, it's very hard for them to get into the meditation mode. So what do you think, first of all, why do you think it's hard for people? And what is the difference between like regular, Kabbal uh, regular uh, meditation and a Kabbalah meditation? Okay, those are two very important and different questions. The first question, why is it difficult for people to meditate? I think we have very complex lives and we are surrounded by stimuli, information coming into us at many levels at once. And there is a lot of stress and attached to the information that we receive. There's a lot of hidden agendas and intentions in all the messages that we receive from the outside world. And of course, then we're giving ourselves messages in reaction to those messages. So we're really surrounded by a lot of forces that are not our center, 
our true place, our calm, the higher soul that we really are a reflection of. So the first stages of meditation are simply to relax and to really surrender the, the external forces as being just that. They're not us. Even if I'm stressed about something, it doesn't mean it's, it's me. It's something that I've taken into my sphere and I've let myself or chosen unconsciously to be stressed by it. But in meditation, I let it go. Because in meditation, I'm creating a sacred, silent, peaceful place within where I hope to meet my holy soul, my upper soul, which is an extension of, of course, what I feel is the creator of the universe. So the first stage is simply we have to allow our external selves to fall away. But it's easier said than done because I remember myself every time I was, even, you know, when I started the guidance with you, it, it was like, I wanted to be there, but my thoughts were taking me away. And I, I, it was like a muscle. I really had to train my mind, my thoughts to go into that mode. And, and what really helped me was um, the way you did it with the letters. Mm. Very nice. The, when we, in meditation, when we try to do something, it um, has to be very precise. And oftentimes my effort to do something can actually get a in the way of my achievement. So like, if you tell somebody relax, that might not, that's not gonna make them relax. Right. They'll become uptight about the fact that they're not relaxed. Right. So it, it, it's like that. that relaxing is not something you reach and, and get and take. It's something that you become by letting go of the things that are causing me not to relax. And and this this principle is, is kind of a paradox that we see in, in, in many spiritual disciplines and teachings where like to try to be happy, be happy, tell a depressed person to be happy, they're gonna hate you because, because being happy, everybody wants to be happy, but being happy is a state of mind that comes when I've made peace with, again, the external world. Now, your second question about how do we achieve some of this uh, peaceful internalized, state of consciousness with the letters is because the letters of the Hebrew alphabet, the alphabet of Hebrew, are not simply another letter language system of communication. We believe, the Kabbalists have taught us, that these letters are actually designed by God to reflect human life on many, many levels on the numerical level, what's called gematria, on right. the visual so when, level. When I discovered that, and I, I learned from you how much energy, um, you know, the Hebrew letters have, it really, I really start noticing and paying attention to, um, you know, to my words, to the way I speak, because it's, it's like, can, can you remember that that ex example with the alphabet and and uh, when you bring letters together, you form a sort of energy. And when I start really going deep into that, I it you know it touched me on a level that I become I became so conscious of my speech. 
That's wonderful because speech is one of the ways that we take infinite energy and light and make it into a finite form that we can share with others. And this is happening on, on many, many levels. And so we see in the Aleph Bet, we have a letter Aleph and a letter Bet, and they each have their own symbology. But when I bring the Aleph and Bet together, I, I, I create a new concept is attached to it. And that's been given to us by the tradition that Aleph and Bet together create Av, which of course means father. So the first two letters of the Aleph Bet already create a concept that didn't exist before those letters came together. So when we speak, we're actually joining concepts together in our mind and we're pulling the energy of those concepts to us. Right, it's like that example of neshama and neshima. You know, when you breathe and you meditate and you pay attention to your breath, you can really connect to your neshama, to your soul. Right. The, um, the interesting, the, the Zohar, the, the great work of the Kabbalah from uh, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai says like this, that the, the soul rides along the bloodstream the way the wind flows across the top of a river. Okay. So it's and a beautiful in image. A, in a simple uh, language, how do you translate it? <laughs> <laughs> that you have a river and you see the water is, is rippling from the wind. Uh -huh. So too, the soul rides along our blood because our blood is our life force. The Hebrew, the, the Hebrew says, Adam hu anefesh. The, soul, the blood is the carrier of the soul. Now, that's a very complex idea, and we're not going to go into the biology of it. But mystically, we understand that our life is in the blood. And, and oh. if her, go ahead. So, when, you know, just to touch on the work that I was doing with the speech is like, it's in a way when you talk about specific words, it's, uh, and you have a conversation with the person in front of you. And when they say something, it really like, I was talking to someone and she told me, oh my God, it was like, this ear was like a nightmare. And for me, for me, this ear was like the most beautiful ear I've experienced in my life, okay? So when you see that someone tells you that the ear was a nightmare for them, it just show you of their inner world. And, um, and another thing is that, you know, I'm having conversation, uh, usually my brother is like, Lior is, is, is someone that it's always hard for him. It's always hard. So guess what's going to happen in your life? Everything is going to show up to you as hard. And, you know, and I, I became like um, so self-aware of, of the words that it's getting to a point that it can annoy people. But I really want you to explain um, how important is that? And that's why I stopped you when you start talking about blood, because I don't want to bring that energy into the session, you know? <laughs> and and, and uh, I'm very picky on the subject and the words that I'm using in my life. So just reinforce the subject for me. Well, words carry ideas and ideas represent moments or experiences in life, oftentimes. So when someone says a word like a nightmare, automatically it brings up, well, fearful dreams at night. And so all of us have our own memories and our own storage of, of those experiences. And so we pull that into the now of the words. 
So when we share words, we're sharing energy. When I say I love you, it, it is an energy that's carried on those words. And if I'm sincere, you'll feel it more. And if I'm not, you'll feel it less. And if you're open, you'll feel it more. And if you're uh, thinking about something else, then you'll feel it less. So the, the transfer of the, of the quality of the energy is really what we're talking about here. And that the it's way- like It's like a vibration. It's like a frequency. It's like a vibration, a frequency That's of our- correct. Right, and you know that when sometimes when people say, oh, I love you, you're not really taking it too seriously. Right. And when other people say it, you, you know, you really, it stops you in your tracks and you feel it. And that's because of where it's coming from and the, the way it's delivered. And so, so yeah. Jewish meditation helps us to focus on the vibrations of letters and words and even verses. They create strings of concepts that represent bigger ideas. And when, when you have that all taking place at once, you become very mindful of language and sensitive to language really appearing everywhere. We're so, surrounded by language all day long. Do you need to be uh, religious in order to practice Kabbalah? I know it's a silly question, but I really want people to understand like. Well, Kabbalah is a discipline. It's a science. It's a practice. It's all of these things. It's a tradition. It's a history. There's many, many aspects to what we call Kabbalah. And as far as the mitzvot or being religious, a, a religious Jew, for example, uh, the, the, the mitzvot are like a map of a person's soul. The Kabbalah teaches us that, that our soul is made of these channels that correspond to actions that we call mitzvot. What the, the, the masters tell us is that that map of the soul is also a map of the universe. And, and it's an ever-repeating map. And then a map can also show up in your name. And now, in your name, right? In, so, in, in you know, in the the structure of the Earth, the structure of the solar system, the structure of a galaxy, on every level. And and so, what we when we talk about keeping mitzvot, we're talking about creating a highway for the energy to flow to me. So I can learn the idea, right? But if I don't have practice with my learning, with my intellectual, I need action to bring the idea all the way out into the world. So it's like if you sit and you think about something, that's very nice. But if I don't speak about it, write about it, share it, it hasn't come into the world yet. It's still in my head. That's why I'm sharing the mentor channel. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Okay, so now, uh, as far as the name interpretation, this is something you do. And when I reach out to you, uh, I actually put it on my blog on the Forest Out of Mind website, and you guys can see all the reflection of my name in there, which was mind blowing because then I realized it, it really, you know, I was thinking about it today. The more I understood, the um, meaning of my name in such a deep way, the way you describe it to me, then I was able to walk into my journey much more deeply. You know what I'm saying? Mm, of course. So now just to give a few examples, uh, because Liat in Gimetria is, uh, is the same Gimetria is 441, which is truth. 
which is emet in Hebrew. And I'm like, uh, you know, emet for me, the truth is like, it's a number one. And uh, I, I created a lot of pain in my life because I was true to myself. Uh, you know, if it's my divorce, if it's breaking my family, there were things that I, I had to, to be real, to be authentic. Like, um, so I, I had to pay a very, um, a very uh, large um, price in order to reconnect to my emet, okay, to, to myself, to, to Liat, to who I am, because it's my number one value. Now, my name also, when you uh, interpret it, you also brought the equivalent of 441, which is Gachelet, uh, a fiery coal, and Ayelet, which is a fun, and Gvulot. And you really showed me the way how everything is connected in my path. Mm. You remember that? Yes, of course. That, that is because Kabbalistic numerology shows us how concepts are related. They're like families of concepts and okay. they all gather around certain numbers. And certain numbers reflect different ideas than others. And so when we have a, a word, a concept like truth, which is so essential and, and, and a, big, a big idea in life being true, then all other numerical values that relate to that number are connected to truth in one way or the other. So part of the wisdom is how to connect them and how to see how that techelet, gechelet, gvulot, all those concepts are related to truth. And uh, when you start to see how it works, it's, it's amazing. You say there's no way uh, a human being could have created this language. It's too profound and profound. It's full of information that's flowing. That's why in Hebrew, the word teva which means nature, it also means a box. And it also means a word. So you see, you have one word means three things, nature, a box, and a word. And it's telling us a box, a word is like a box. It holds many things. You mm. can have a box in your room, you have all your jewelry in it, or you have all your photographs, et cetera, et cetera. So two, words hold many things. And as our heart opens, the word opens to us. And then the word teaches us. And then we give back to it. And there's this symbiotic relationship with, with Hebrew, especially because of this profound multiplicity of meaning. It's, and it's wow. part, you know, we believe it's from, from Hashem. Regardless of if you believe that it's from God or not, when you see the, the profound interconnectedness, it's very, it's, it's very astounding. So we're like, I'm Israeli and I know Hebrew, so it's, it's, it comes easy to me. What, but what do Americans do, you know, if they don't know the alphabet and, and it has so much energy and all that, and they don't have Hebrew names. So how do you solve that for them? <laughs> well, that is a very good question. The first thing is that we all have to begin. And the way we begin is to find books that are appropriate for us to, to learn and to read and to share and to ask questions. Now to have a teacher is, is really essential because you're gonna always come to questions that you don't have answers for. And that's really how I started is I, I immediately upon becoming uh, religious, a Jew, you know, 
I, I went to Jerusalem. I said, I'm going to the beginning. I'm going to the source. And I went to Kabbalist so, Yeshiva. Right? You had the spiritual path. You right. were like, in, I was in a, a college student, a graduate. You know, and I drove around America in a van writing poetry. And I wanted to find out the truth of the world. Why is everybody suffering? What is all? What is going on here? And eventually, I discovered uh, this uh, this Jewish path, and um, immediately understood I can't stay in LA and <laughs> and pursue Kabbalah too long. And so I went to Jerusalem. I didn't speak a word of Hebrew. I sat on the benches. I slept on the floor. I did whatever I had to do. Wow, to that's how to connect hard. myself to the rabbis. And so I I kind of like became a student of these other masters and and. Eventually, after 27 years, you start to absorb a little bit. <laughs> and, um, you know, and there's a gift, of course, of being around. It's very important, the people that we have in our life, because they're giving over their energy all the time. Even if two people sit quietly in a room, they're still sharing soul energy. And so well, the more sensitive we are to, to ourselves, the more sensitive we are to others, the more we love who we are, the more we're able to love others as well. And and also, the more you connect to yourself, this is something I found, uh, you know, the, the conversation in my inner world changes and my thought changes. And then I'm in conversation with myself and, and I and and the way like I speak to my higher self, I connect easier. Uh, I, I, I it's the most powerful conversation I have and and it's mm. it's all like you know talking to my neshama or higher self or whatever it is and and you start finding when you find yourself you actually find God within yourself so it's you know uh, a very nice way to put it uh, journey that's right uh, you know part in therapy what we work on is self-knowledge but what religion does is it adds on the concept of godly knowledge so at a certain point we understand that there's an interface between self-knowledge and godly knowledge and, and when our knowledge of ourselves is really whole and complete and honest then we really get closer to his knowledge of us and so right because you're able to tap on the knowledge of the universe and the libraries that you know exist I, that we so concentrated on yourself you cannot explore that but when you go higher from who you are you reach you i managed to reach um i managed to get to a level of truth where i see a person and and i know immediately i know immediately the way he um fake it the the, the percentage of truth he he has with himself you know it's like it's, uh, you know, I, I, I was telling you, I was watching um, Wonder Woman, uh, <laughs> uh, the Gal Gadot movie, uh, you know, it just came out on HBO now. And, and she's the, um, the first Israeli female that was able to, to go above and beyond. And, um, and it's all, all, the movie starts with the word truth, you see, how everything has to be like very on point and that power of woman over there. And, and another thing, and then that, that made me realize her name about her name, you know, the meaning of her name, like Gala Gadot. It's like a wave that went above and beyond, you know, the bank. And, and 
You remember we talked about that? That's right. And, and that lasso of truth, you know, that uh, as soon as you put the lasso on a person, you can tell the truth. Uh, so I, sometimes I feel like I have my own lasso in my life that I can actually see through people truth, you know? <laughs> I think I felt that lasso a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so, I didn't let you uh, run well, away. Well, <laughs> Uh, it's a very important concept, Leah, that that uh, that everyone should know is that we have to learn from everyone, and we and we have to share what we have to give. So there is no one teacher and one and a student. Everybody is a teacher and everybody's a student. And we and if I can't learn, who is wise who learns from every person. And if if I don't, then I'm closing myself off to another window of the infinite. So right. uh, I think I appreciate that in our relationship, and I try to build that with all my my friends. And you know, it's um, it's what we have. It's what we are. But also, thank you for allowing me to to be, you know, for letting me. What I want to say is like for allowing me to really tell you the truth, like and to accepting it because it, it requires gudula. You know, and when I come to you and I put the, the emet in your face, the truth, and sometimes it, it's a brutal truth and you accept it and you think about it. And as my mentor, you, you're like, wow, okay. And, and, and you let me, you, you, you absorb it. And it also creates like a more intimate intimacy in our relationship that take us every time to grow out of ourselves. you know? And I think that we had that together. Yes, we, I, I thank Hashem for that also, yes. It is a gift. And I think that's part of how Mentor Channel also evolved and uh, all your work. So um, I feel, uh, you know, very grateful that we're here doing this because this is something that needed to happen. This concept, this outlet, and uh, we'll see what happens, you know. <laughs> What happened? Listen, you actually channeled something. If you remember on my uh, name interpretation, you wrote there uh, something about euphoria and that one day, you know, and I was just at the beginning of my work. I was like, not knowing where I'm going. That was the point that I surrender after Corona. I lost all my shows. I was like in, uh, in <laughs> I, I, I was just studying all day long, not knowing where it's going to lead me. And you wrote there toward the end, like, uh, that I'm gonna be uh, someone like an inspirational uh, speaker, and and me speaking like it, you know, it didn't make sense to me. And then I'm gonna have students, and today I have people that I I help and I mentor, and and I was like, what is he talking about? Like, and now today I realize where everything is coming from, you know, from right. you being able to reach that knowledge. From above and 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 bring it to to life. Yes, it's um, a gift, really, to be able to receive other people as they are, to embrace them, and this is something we also work on in therapy: is to to be able to embrace our contradictions, not to push away what we don't like, but rather to to bring it in and and understand it, to give it attention and wisdom and and then contradictions suddenly become part of the richness of life and we and we're not afraid of of 
not saying the right thing, not being the right person, not looking right, not having, you know, uh, all the qualities that everybody wants, but to, to be whole and be who we are. And that's the greatest gift that we can give people is our truth, who we really are. So we have 10 more minutes to go. Um, and uh, I, you know, we usually give a tip from the mentor and, uh, and we'll get into questions. Um, what is the tip of the mentor this week? The tip this week? Well, because our subject is Kabbalah meditation and that our, our class is designed that all the, the members that come understand, it's like 30 minutes of learning Kabbalistic ideas, 30 minutes of meditation, and then the rest we do question and answer where people can clarify and share what they experienced. So it's really an experiential class that we're offering. It's not just sitting and learning and I talk and everybody listens, but rather it's designed to take us from the conceptual in the mind and, and bring that to the heart where we have a, a, an emotional reaction to it. And then we bring it out into either writing or singing or, or, or any other type of expression. And, and sharing is one way of expressing what we experience. So the, the, each class is really a workshop unto itself. And in that, a tip that I want to share is that in, in meditation, the idea of Kabbalah is to receive, not to grab or to take or to get something, but rather to receive means I am passive, I am receptive. And that's difficult for some people because the world is teaching us you got to get, 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 and, and get more. And, and the Kabbalah is saying, no, 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 no. You need to sit and wait patiently and open your heart, open your hands, open your, your mind and receive what's happening around you. That's but what it's it, supposed to receive yourself, like, you know, to accept yourself, first of all. That's in right. Order to be able to receive other people around you. So the tip is simply catch yourself trying to get and turn it into, how about just receiving? In other words, I have to get something. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Instead of trying to get to the front of the line or get someone's attention, let's let it happen. Let it come to me. And, and it's a practice, but it's this really amazing thing. Oftentimes, I've seen many times, you know, when people are waiting for a bus or a train or something and everybody's pushing and I'm like, okay, I'm going to surrender to this. And I end up being the first person on the bus or on the train. And, and, and because I didn't, try to get something and i try to I let it come to me and because that's a way of that passivity is actually very active i'm actively passive i'm actively receiving from the world and so when we practice that you're becoming a a, a receiver which is what the word mikubal means the kabbalist is a person who receives the other person receives their soul and helps to to process it and to share what we see and that's what we try to do in the name interpretation. So um, it's a very exciting time uh, to begin this, this, this work. And I think the, the world situation has made it even more important that we do this work. So uh, I want to I really give the opportunity for a few people here. I see they wrote on the chat. Um, they, they really want to know their uh, uh, significance of their name. So I, I see here Tal, Michaeli, uh, and, and I know uh, Lulu, 
Li Lulu Azan was also inquiring about that, but I see a question here. Our truth is who we are. It's the part that came with us when we came to this earth. Okay, what we need to remember and okay, no, yeah. okay. So that was not a question, that was a statement, thank you. Um, let's see, uh, Nitan, what questions do you think? Do you wanna show me the question to ask? Let's see what we have here. Okay, so can you touch on the name Lulu Lee Azran? Mm. Lulu, if I'm not mistaken, is, uh, <laughs> is um, a slang for uh, a, a woman, a girl's like nickname, either in Moroccan or Iraqi. I'm not sure. It might also be in Hawaiian and other languages. Uh -huh. Okay, uh, Lee, of course, means in Hebrew to me. Or I'm gonna unmute her. I'm gonna unmute means Lulu means, I'm not sure, I have to look it up in, in the name uh, documents to see what the Lulu actually stands for. But I've seen the name many times for people's grandmothers, Lulu. Yes, Fox. it was my grandmother's name. It stands uh, for it stands for Pearl in Iraqi. I, I, so I was close, Pearl, yeah. right. Yeah. My grandma was also Pearl. Oh my God, Lulu, you see, <laughs> you have that connection. Yeah. <laughs> Lulu Lee Azran, the Aleph, it's Azran with an Aleph, right? No, with an Ein. It is an Ein. So that, of course, is the root of that word, Azran, is Ezer, or a helper. But Azran is the Nun at the end of the word Ezer turns it into a helper. In other words, it makes it a noun as opposed to an adjective, which is a subtle shift in grammar. But we understand that the shifts in grammar can, can change worlds. So Lulu Li Azran literally would trans we could translate your name as a small sentence. I I have a pearl that is my helper. Oh, wow. Wow, that's story. amazing. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm gonna mute you and we're gonna uh, move to the next person, Talmi Chaeli. She also wanted to uh, uh, ask about her name. Michaeli. Hi. Okay, hi. Michael is actually a Hebrew name, and Michael is Michael Sheli. It's a, in a way a kind of a biblical one, but Tal is also means the morning dew. That's um, right. But that's kind of the normal um, translation. But is there anything significant other than maybe to add the letters and what they mean, you know, there, ge geometrically? Ways. When I sit down to do a name interpretation, first of all, I have about 20 books in front of me, and of course, Rabbi Google. So, you know, have help. Rabbi Google. <laughs> Google <-ovich>. Okay. <laughs> you just circumcise him on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, some, what I would begin with is, of course, I, I also have to practice what I teach you. Everything I say to anybody, I feel like I have to be that. I can't, I'm not projecting things that I don't feel that I have to also achieve and, and, and establish in myself. So when, when I hear your name, I automatically receive it. And what I first thought of was Tal, of course, which is Du. But in, in Kabbalah, Du is life force from Gan Eden, okay? So it's not it, the Du that we have in the physical world, you know, that falls at night, for example. That is a metaphor for the, the life force in Gan Eden that um, there's a lot of teaching about that, 
but without going too far into the Kabbalah, Tal Michaeli, Michael is a malach of kindness. And the malach of kindness is connected to the, um, tr- well, actually, uh, it's, excuse me, I have to correct myself. The Michael is the malach of truth. And, and so we, we take Michaeli, I have, it literally means Michael is to me. And, and the Malach, Michael, is connected to kindness, though. And so when we talk about Sfirot, which are the powers in your soul, and the angels, we're talking about different levels in a chain reaction of energy from the infinite to the finite. And, okay. and, we, and the Kabbalah gives different names for, for every level. So when we, under, when we know the names, then we understand the linkage of how the energy is moving. Okay, Rabbi, thank you for that. We can go on and on for hours. Okay. Uh, Tal, I hope it answered you a little bit and you got a taste of it. So it's People the angel here... of kindness. Okay, angel of kindness. So, you know, when I do my meditation in the morning and I do my protections, I usually ask for the four angels, uh, Michael, Uriel, Raphael, and Gabriel to, to carry me on their... Uh, on their wings and, and, uh, and you know, protect us. So this will be, um, you said, what is that? The angel of kindness. Okay, right. sounds good. The do so, of the angel. So we have to remember to be kind. So uh, Rabbi, thank you so much. Uh, people here are asking me how to register to your workshop and that's why we created Euphoria State of Mind. Um, we actually gonna start, um, very soon and we're going to open the platform actually you can register today your course is starting january 24 and um you know nitan if you want to show where exactly they can register i did uh, i i'm you know i'm practicing with you um every week almost and uh, and i love it it brings so much to my life um and and I want, okay, so I need to uh, also remind you that we're going to be hosting more of my mentors. Uh, next week, we're going to host um, my shaman, uh, shamanic initiation, uh, Shmuel Shaul, who is going to talk about the exploration of uh, our dreams. And, um, and he helped me realize my initiation uh, dream that I had with all my mentors in it, which blow me away. Um, so he's very dear to my heart, is uh, like a father uh, also by his name, but uh, stay tuned and, and sign up so you can um, participate and explore more about dreams. Um, and also if you cannot make it uh, every Tuesday at 1 p.m., you can still sign up, get the recording of it and view it at your own time. On January 19, we're gonna have a live event with all my mentors together on one panel and we're gonna have live questions from the audience. And uh, make sure you follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Telegram, LinkedIn, we are there. Uh, please visit our beautiful website that we did and um, and again, you know, I really want to thank Euphoria's team that keep up with my passion. Uh, you know, I'm, it's not easy and, and I have, I'm, I'm surrounded by a good team of people. And, um, and thank you, Abraham Shira, uh, for being here. 
I wish you all a great beginning of the year with lots of meditation and, uh, and, uh, and growth. And uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see all of you on uh, your course. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And thank, thank you, Son. And I look forward to, to learning with all of you in the near future and meditating awesome. together. That would be awesome. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining us. Good evening. Good evening.